And I want everyone to know, trust me, it's so possible. You can have hundreds, you can have a, a thousand followers. It doesn't matter. Believe in what you do. Be yourself because people, they'll love you when they see the love you have. And yes, the fear is going to come in. Can't ignore it. Can't avoid it. But you just have to tell yourself that I'm, I'm just going to keep on keeping on. I love the items I make and I will find my tribe. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I'm sharing a delightful conversation with Lita Accuse about her journey to grow her dog accessories brand, Woof and Wonder. If you ever get stuck in a comparison trap or have anxiety about how fast or slow your business is growing, this conversation is going to get you unstuck. Lita and I talk about a bunch of forbidden topics like fear money, and where to find inspiration without feeling like a copycat. There are so many inspirational quotes that you can pull from this episode, but one of my favorites is, it's not for the feed. How you run your business is real life. It doesn't have to be perfect to fit on your Instagram feed. How great is that? If you'd like to connect with more dog-obsessed women who love to talk business, join us in the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group. There are about 700 women in there, and we would love to have you join us. Just go to Facebook and search for Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs, and I'll see you in there. Lita Accuse was born in Istanbul, grew up in Michigan, and studied psychology in college. For years, she worked in what she describes as soul-sucking corporate tech jobs. That is until an eight-week-old French bulldog puppy named Handsome arrived in her life. His huge personality and Zoomy-filled antics inspired Lita to be creative again. Prior to working in tech, she had dreams of being an illustrator, but life with Handsome took her in a different direction. Lita launched her dog accessories brand, Woof and Wonder Co., to bring fun and functionality to your dog's life with quirky, colorful products that are durable enough to be used for years to come. Welcome, Lita. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm so excited to to hear about your story and your brand is just so beautiful and and handsome is so cute. So um, I'm really excited to hear about your story. Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe we can maybe we can go back to these like soul sucking corporate yeah. jobs that you mentioned um, and kind of how how you realized that it was soul sucking and that you that there were other options mm-hmm. like how did you even realize that i i that's my favorite question of all time because i i know many creatives are in this situation right now they're at a gigantic corporation um they're just a number you know and they come home at night and they make or they create or they illustrate so i started the exact same way i have again, again, my degrees in psychology, but I have about a decade of content management experience. So I work on people's website and by people, I mean like gig- 
the major credit card companies, um, the top three universities in the country, top retailers in the country. I've worked on all their websites. And while I'm quote unquote good at the job, um, it's not creative enough. You, you know, you have projects, right. you finish them, you move on. And, and you probably I, had no creative input or control exactly. on those things. Yeah. I, exactly. I was always on the marketing team basically, but as a content manager. So I wasn't making graphics. I wasn't even writing copy, which it would be the fun creative part, but you're exactly right. I was, and when I get home, I would just be so exhausted in a way. Um, and I, kept thinking. So time passed, you know, I was working through those in a decade. Handsome comes into my life and things start to really change because I delve deep into the French bulldog community. I make friends online that are real friends. Like we actually text and things like that. And this, this, I couldn't shake the feeling of, of something coming up. I, I found myself illustrating again. I found myself playing with color again. Um, and slowly I thought, what if I could make things? Like, what if I could actually make things? And, you know, there was a, a joy that I was connecting to it that hadn't come to me in years. And I just kind of rolled with it. Um, but I'm also a very practical and pragmatic person. So I thought, okay, create it. And then we've got real life. <laughs> like, let's, let's blend those together in a way where you can actually pay your bills actually pay your rent and not, you know, for lack of a better word, be a starving artist. How can, how can you do this and truly make a living? And it took, it took years. And that's what I want to also talk about the real, the real, real life. Yes. Of, of this. You know? Yeah. I love that so much. I just was writing some content and some scripts for my business where I was like, you know, it took me eight years to get to where I am now. There's no sexy story. There's no overnight success or not really even a rags to riches, you know, kind of, I don't have any of those exciting, you know, stories that you would see in a movie. And so, um, I, but I think it's important to tell people like the real, the reality of, of what it is. Um, you know, so many people, have an idea and they never start. Um, and then even, even fewer people have an idea and they start and then they actually follow through with it for more right. than like a couple months or something. Right. So I think, you know, those of us who, who have stuck it through, <laughs> it's important it is, yeah. to, to, it's important to tell those stories. Cause I think people expect an overnight success. They expect to get 10,000 followers in a month and all these exciting things. And that's not really the reality of it. Yes, I'm so um, glad you mentioned that. And that's why I do, I connect to your posts so much because it's like I wrote them and I was like, oh my gosh, there, see, there are other women who literally walk down the same path and you can't allow yourself. I even wrote this, a note to myself, like, don't be fooled by viral culture. It seems like every business out there, they go viral in the first three weeks of opening or um, and this has to do with the fear too, you know, connecting it. When you start your business, um, and I hope it's okay for me to just yeah, to dive into, go right it. into this. Yeah. So everyone who's listening, we kind of we kind of outlined like three topics to talk about today, and they are fear, 
money and inspiration. I mean, talk about like triggering topics. <laughs> so um, let's let's talk about the fear component first. Let's do it. So I am a naturally anxious person. <laughs> I I can find the problems in anything. So when I decided I'm going to take this plunge, that was me. Sorry, clapping my hands. I'm going to take this plunge. I planned for minimum a year, a year. And I knew I was ready to take the plunge and start planning two things. Again, I couldn't shake the feeling. And two is the planning. I, I felt whenever, whenever I would come home from work, I was doing the planning. I was locking down the socials. Um, you know, making the accounts, even socials that I don't even have locking down those names, starting my branding, starting to op- order supplies, building slowly, slowly. And basically the, the fear was still there, of course, but you have, you have to just keep it going. You have to kind of make this promise to yourself of, okay, three to six months, you know, cause I, I work in little chunks like that or little, Mm-hmm. nuggets of action and maybe it'll help others not to for it not to seem daunting um and then the second also kind of thing that swings in is viral culture mm-hmm. and the fear also comes in from wait a minute i've been doing this for four weeks and i'm i'm not viral i don't have ten thousand followers maybe i'm not cut out for this and i can't tell you how many times i thought it i still have moments where it comes in and and I'm thinking, well, maybe it's not good enough or so and I've been doing this now for I want to say two, two and a half years. And I can only imagine how difficult it is for someone just starting. Yes. Because the I feel like the viral things are at a peak. Everyone is going viral. But I also want to say, as someone who did go viral, I actually did go viral on TikTok, it's not what it seems. I was just about to say the same thing because (laughs) I also had one video go viral on TikTok and didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear it. I hear it from my small business friends too, Uh, because they would say after I went viral, I wish I would. I was like, trust me, trust me. It's, I got orders, but then once the craze wears off, what are you going to go viral every week? It's right. You have to get right back to it. Yeah. And you're right. It's like, you see all these people who are like, I went viral on TikTok and then they just show their label, their printer for like their mailing labels, just rolling out like hundreds or thousands of labels. And you're like, well, I I got a million views. Nobody ordered from me. Like, what did I do wrong? And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a terrible comparison trap. Exactly. It's so insidious, isn't it? It kind of, it kind of seeps into you when you're thinking about it and well, you do have to be present on social media, but then you happen to see this. And I want anyone listening to know you don't have to go viral. You don't have to have 10,000 followers. It, you, if I can be really real, I have less than 10,000 followers. I've been doing this now for two and a half years. I even went through a rebranding. I was called something completely different. I used to sell different products at the beginning, but my products now, are in, I lost count, maybe over 40 stores across the country. Um, I have orders coming in. I have my Shopify. I have my Etsy. It's, I would call that a massive success. Yes. And, 
And I want everyone to know, trust me, it's so possible. You can have, you can have hundreds, you can have a, a thousand followers. It doesn't matter. Believe in what you do. Be yourself, right? You just because people, they'll love you when they see the love you have. And yes, the fear is going to come in. Can't ignore it. Can't avoid it. But you just have to tell yourself over and over, maybe that I'm, I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Going to keep, I love the items I make. I love being creative and I will find my tribe. Yeah. Not everyone has to buy your stuff, but your tribe will, will love your products. Yeah. Well, and I really love what you said about breaking it down into like three or six months. Yeah. I, I do quarterly plans. I'm staring at, I have a whiteboard, which people who follow me have probably seen this on my Instagram stories. I write out nine goals for each quarter. Um, and I, and I, it's right in front of my face all day, every day. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And it's so much more, you know, I might, I definitely do have bigger aspirations and dreams and goals, but I can't put those on this board because it's overwhelming and it gives me anxiety. And so it is so much better to just do a three month goal. You, exactly. And I, I love that. You hit the nail on the head. It's if you're thinking about the gigantic picture, you're going to, you're going to feel like you're drowning. And if you just break it down, it's so manageable, you know, get your supplies, make one or two items at a time. You don't have to release entire collections or, you know, entire, um, gosh, I don't even know. Yeah. You don't need books. like, a, you don't need a hundred products, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can build your catalog over time. And again, like the, the people that connect with you, they'll stay with you, you know? And so that's why I, like, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just want people to know that I feel so strongly about this because I went through it and I know there are people listening out there who are in this exact same boat and maybe they were like, Oh, I can't or, or they just needed a tiny little nudge. Because I'm I'm a regular regular girl. I'm a normal person, you know. Like you said, there is. I didn't come into a windfall of lottery money to make this. I yeah. I worked, and actually, that segues. Per- I didn't mean to, but that segues I know this is so money. perfect. Well, so I was just gonna say. So if if someone is like, I'm listening to you, Alita and Tori, like. I I get it. I'm not going to be an overnight success. That's fine. But like, I got to pay my bills. <laughs> and if I'm if I'm just starting off with launching one product at a time or something like that, how am I going to survive? Yeah. So, do you have any advice for people on how to get through the money side of things? I sure do. And it's not a pretty answer, but it's a very real answer that I am currently doing. So. It, I feel like this is one of the most important topics. And sometimes in social media, people don't exactly tell you what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, and well, I want to tell you. Let's be real here. Let's, yeah, let's, let's be totally real. And this is literally my life right now. So as you know, I, I have a decade of my experience doing content management work. And I also do contract work on the side when uh, I, I get headhunted as, as I feel so silly saying that. But I do. And, and so companies find me because they see my experience. And if they offer me basically a contract, even three, six months, however long, and they need help, I will accept it. I'm doing one right now. So don't ever be embarrassed to do a side gig. I'm not even calling it a hustle. Yeah. 
do a side gig. I actually hate that term side hustle. I'm so over it. I'm so Mm -hmm. over the hustle culture thing. It's it's making all of us exhausted. I think like, uh, well, when I'm calling myself now and and I just was talking to someone because we are, we're multi-passionate. So multi-passionate yes. entrepreneur, this whole that. side hustle. I just don't like that word. I love it. I love that. And that's actually, you're the first person that I've heard that from. So I'm just going to, I'm going to tell Multi-passionate everyone. entrepreneur. Multi-passionate. Yeah. And, and I, and I do it because I do need to fund new collections. And when I'm inspired to create something new, I don't want to stifle that by saying, oh, I don't have the funds to do that right now. And so, yeah, I do contract work on the side. I, I enjoy doing it because I don't moan about it because I know this is allowing me to create new items. And so you really have to think about it that way. Don't say like, Oh, I need an, I need to do something else. You should never be embarrassed. Oh, you need to work at a coffee shop. You need to basically write a copy online or. I don't know, do a gig from Fiverr anywhere, please go ahead and do that because many people are. Yes. Like you're not the only one. You know, I went to a um, a, a museum exhibit near me a couple years ago and I, it was a photographer exhibit and I think it might've been Richard Avedon, but I can't really remember who it was a fashion photographer um, from like back in the day. And the whole exhibit was like he would get booked by Vogue or Harper's Bazaar or something like that to go to Morocco and shoot like a fashion thing and for for the magazine. And then he would use that trip and that plane ticket and all like whatever he was getting paid to do that to go fund his own. He would go do like documentary style photography and follow, you know, Bedouin tribes around and that kind of stuff. And creative people in all of time have done this. You know, you need to have something, you know, we all want to pursue our creative passion. Um, and it's okay if that creative passion is not making you six figures or whatever. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. And I feel like I wish we could shout this from the mountaintop for everyone. You, how many people have, you know, hundreds of thousands of, in the bank? You have to just do your, do a job. And you know, you know, there's no need to be embarrassed. There's no, there's no need to be like, oh, I can't, you know, like no one needs to know that I can't. Right. No one will take me seriously if people found this out, you know, you're a Mm -hmm. real person. And in fact, I, I really look up to people that do that because you are juggling a lot of things and I can see your passion for doing what you love because you're doing so much for it. And I do it like, I, there's no shame. There's no shame in the game. And that's yeah. that. Yeah. Artists I do it. Definitely. I do it too. And it's like, I always, I kind of used to like hide the other things that I did, um, for years. And then I started posting about it and people are like, that's really cool. Um, you know, or, or they have more respect for what you do, or they're more interested, or they kind of get to know you more as a person. Exactly. Um, because we don't, we can't really, I mean, I could not do just one thing. <laughs> That I feel the same way. I feel the same way. If you're multi-talented, multi-passionate, why not? You know, there's, there's a person who needs your talents, whether it's in, in your business or outside of it. And yeah. this, again, it links together with the fear, right? There are people seeing, um, businesses go viral and they're like, wait a minute. Well, I'm also working a side job and 
well, I guess they don't have a, mm-mm. it's, you, have, you, you, don't you would be so surprised how many pet industry brands, especially because that's the world I look at, how many of those people, it's not their full job, full-time job, or, you know, they have some other way of funding it, or it, it, the, the income they make from it's not important because of other elements in their lifestyle, but, um, you never know. You just never know. Exactly. And that's why I think I, I love that we're talking about it because I hope I it's such a forbidden this. topic. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, we have to whisper about it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so glad it's, we're putting it out there because this is real life. You know, it's, it's real life. It's, it's not for the feed. It's, it's to help others. And that's what we're trying to do. do yeah. You know, oh my gosh. I love that. Others. It's not for the feed. Exactly. Oh. Stop for the feed. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Well, okay. So our, our third, we promised everyone three topics. So our yes. third one is inspiration. Um, you know, your, your products at Wolf and Wonder are so colorful <laughs> and bright. And um, how, do, how do you stay inspired? Because looking at social media, you know, maybe you're working on a rainbow design and then you see someone else comes out with it right before you do or something like that. You know, how do you stay inspired and not get overwhelmed by all the competition? That's such a good question. (laughs) It's okay. So there's good, there's good weeks and bad weeks, right? So it's so difficult for example, I just, I'm releasing spring in, in two chunks. Um, and I say chunks all the time, but, um, I was inspired because I, my entire branding and even me myself, I always want to be positive, upbeat, happy, and just encouraging and welcoming. And I want Wolf and Wonder to be that. It's, it's kind of the, the feeling you get when there is a dog in your life that takes you on these wonderful adventures, these, these trails and these parks and beaches and the funny toys. It's, it's that all encompassing feeling. So I get my inspiration from that emotion, but also <laughs> some tangible, some tangible things. So I often go to Pinterest. I often go to creativemarket.com. It's a fantastic resource. Yes. Well, for... I love creative market. What, what do you look at on there? Cause it's like so, so much. I love it. So I just basically search, um, oh my gosh, it's, I search, I think usually on the main banner, they'll have either a featured artist or this, or this, I'll mm. just click it. And then five minutes later down the rabbit hole, I'll find something where I go, Oh my gosh. Okay. There we go. Think about the patterns or think about those colors and I'll save it into a little Pinterest board. And so these, the tiniest random little things, whether it's, you know, a, oh gosh, I'm trying to, trying to think of the word multiple colors all together or a, a pattern. Yeah. That I've never seen before. And then I'll save it and I'll maybe change two colors around. And then another thing is I, I live in Chicago. So there's a lot of amazing graffiti in my city. Yeah. So the colors there and, um, and, and this one is very, very recent, but fashion week. So in New York, you know, fashion week happens. We all, we all know it, but I'm, I take notes of the textures, the colors, the patterns that are happening. And I'll just kind of roll with it and yeah. I'll go to just local fabric stores, um, Spoonflower, which is the big fabric, you know, superstore online. Yes. Right. And I'll just, I'll just explore that. And, you know, some, some might work and get tossed to the side. Some might be winter or fall. So 
it's kind of a smorgasbord of inspiration, but Pinterest creative market, walk around your city, check out what the big fashion houses are doing, what's in right now. And you will, you will have ideas for months and months and months. Yeah. And I think it's, it's all about like the ideas and the inspiration and not necessarily worrying about being on trend, but just like, you don't know where that inspiration is going to take you. I, I actually, I put on a jacket the other day and in the pocket was a leaf that I had picked in the fall because I really like the color of it. <laughs> yeah, see, I love that. And I'm like, I don't know what I was going to do with this information, but I just wanted to hold on to that color. It was just such a pretty exactly. pinkish kind of color. I just liked it. I love it. And that's exactly how those little bits of inspiration hit me. I'll see a color. I'll, I'll see a weird pattern. And and you know, you mentioned this. Uh, what about other brands who are using mm. rainbows or Chevron was the thing I think like two years ago. Yes, I I'm careful to obviously everyone's going to use rainbows, right? I, I right. love them too. But I if I see everyone using rainbows, I try to not use it, um, even though I love it because I feel like I always want to offer something where everyone's like, oh, I've been seeing rainbows on my feed constantly. But this has got me stopped in my tracks. What is this now? So um, it's like I go down that rabbit hole of like what's yeah. what's after the rainbow? You know, there's like a unicorn and there's a rainbow yeah. and there's a cupcake. And then like <laughs> what's after that? And exactly. like what could you be that's like the next iteration? Exactly. And that's that's it's hard. It's not easy to do. But I uh, my notes on my phone is just like an endless paragraph of just random one or two words. Um, but yeah, it's important to kind of take note and just be like, okay, am I going to do rainbow because everyone's seeing it or do I actually like it? Will my customers like it? You know, right. make it you don't, you know, try not to stray away from something that doesn't feel authentically you. Yeah. Cause you, and not many, I feel like not many people say it, but you are your brand. It's you, it's, it's your baby. And so you don't want to give, show people something where you're just like, I hope you guys like it. You know, you you want it to feel natural and feel you. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's just a process. It, it is a process, and I think this is such a good like full circle. Is it like mm-hmm. it, it takes a long time? You like like you might not be an overnight viral success on your account. You might not overnight get a great idea. Um, but I think it's so important to like still pursue whatever you're doing. So like with you making harnesses and leashes and all these kinds of things. There's like a whole technical side of that that you got to figure out. So maybe the first few collections aren't like your dream pattern or print because you still got to figure out like, how do you ship it? How much, how much is it going to cost to ship it? There's all these things. And like, it it doesn't have to be perfect the first time. Thank you. I, if I could applaud so loudly, (laughs) that's exactly, thank you. And those things do take time to figure out. So you have to be gentle with yourself. You're unless you graduated with a PhD in business. Like these things are learned and they take time. And if I can also say one thing, mistakes are your best friend. I know I know people don't want to make mistakes. You want to do everything right the first time. For every mistake I've made, I have learned lesson 10 lessons. Mm-hmm. So Yep. Maybe you'll get shipping wrong, charge too much, charge too little. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're trying to manufacture something and it arrives and it's completely all these things 
you should be like, oh, great. Another mistake. Yeah. Because now I know not to do that. I know. Yeah. And get better and better and better. So I could, oh, I want to applaud you so bad. This it is takes- so like full circle too. And it's yeah. just like a, a people I think are fearful and scared of making a mistake because, you know, the way our society is and as women, we're like, you can't mess up. Yes. You got to be perfect. You got to get all A's. And you don't, you're an adult now and you can do what you want. <laughs> exactly. Do it anyway. Like do it, do it, do it. Don't be gentle with yourself and be patient with yourself. You will get there. You yeah. will get there. I, I'm telling myself too. <laughs> I know. Me too. I'm like, I'm going to add that to my whiteboard. Um, well, Lita, this has been such a great conversation and so inspiring and, and what great timing to hear this with, you know, everything's getting nicer outside and we're more optimistic. So it's a good time of year to, um, you know, put your fear aside and go after your dreams. Um, so tell everyone, where can they, where can they get to know you more and also shop for Wolf and Wonder? Of course it's super easy. So I, on my Instagram, it's Wolf and Wonder and on my website, wolfandwonder.com, W-O-N-D-E-R.com. Perfect. Awesome. Well, there. I thank you. Wait. Thank you so much. This was a blast. It was thank such you. a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear Wag Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.